Today, we will study famine of God's word, part 3. If you read 2 Timothy, 4th chapter, 1st verse to 4th verse, Paul already warns us of the oncoming danger of scarcity of the word of God in a way of the famine of God's word. Let's read what Paul is telling Timothy. He says, I charge thee, therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. How Paul says Timothy should preach? Timothy is a pastor, pastor of a very big church. Pastor of the church of Ephesus. The first church in the book of Revelation. They say they had around 20,000 members. So Paul is saying, Timothy, you got to preach in season and out of season. Preach all the time. Anytime, be ready to preach the word of God. And then he says, how you should preach? He says, you should reprove, correct people. These days, people don't like correction. He says, correct people, rebuke them. We don't hear these things, isn't it? Oh, preach loving message. Be very kind to them. Goody, goody message. Don't hurt them in the preaching. But Paul says, correct them, rebuke them, exhort them, encourage them with all long-suffering, with all patience, with long-suffering. And preach right doctrine. Then, for the time will come now Paul is telling Timothy, Timothy, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. He's talking about the famine of God's word. He says the time is going to come. People will not like sound preaching, sound doctrine. They will not tolerate, they will not endure sound teaching. But after their own lust, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. In revised version it says, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own liking. Because they always want to hear something new. Friends, what Paul was talking about 2000 years ago, we are in that time. That people don't want sound doctrine, sound teaching. Sound teaching is uncorrupt teaching, whole teaching, complete teaching. They, all they want is blessing message. All they want is miracles, healing message. All they want is to see gifts of the spirit operating, little anointing. That's all. Other than that, you talk on any different subject, it's boring. They don't want to hear all those things. They want to hear something new. They have itching ears. And they accumulate preachers. Wow. Today we have a lot of Christian preachers in the Christian market. You want any subject, you have preachers. There is no lack of preachers. So these people accumulate preachers to suit their own likings. The next verse. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. That means foolish stories. They like to believe all foolish stories. 
No, sometimes some preachers preach rubbish, but the whole crowd goes frenzy, whole crowd goes crazy. You say, wow. And then you sit there and find out there is nothing that man has to give. It's foolish stories. So Paul says to Timothy, Timothy, the time will come when people will not desire sound doctrine, complete doctrine. How many of you in your present experience traveling here and there, attending so many meetings or knowing about what is happening in Christian circle now can identify, yeah, this is true. What is happening right now, it is true. What Paul said is true. Dr. Billy Graham says, the church is in turmoil today because we are spending more time learning worldly ways than learning God's word. We are spending more time in learning world's ways than learning God's ways. He further says, I fear thousands of churches are leading people astray theologically when it comes to the ways of God. Today, in the light of this, as we are going to do a concluding message in this series, we are going to see two things. First, we will see what is a church. Second point, we will see what should be taught in the church. First thing, what is a church? A building with high steeple? Or a traditional building with benches? Or no, a warehouse converted into a beautiful hall with folding chairs. What do you call church? In the Greek, the word for church is called ecclesia. What is the meaning of ecclesia? The called out ones, called out of the world. Called out of the world. We are called out of the world. Yet, to be a light to the world. We are in the world, but we are not of this world. We are called out of this world. Many find it difficult to take the light or the word of God to the world because they are more influenced by the world themselves. In the place where God has kept you, where you are working, many people find it difficult to be a testimony for Jesus, a light for Jesus, because the influence of the world is more on your life. Church is God's dwelling place. You have no right to bring the world's ways into the church. Church is God's dwelling place. You and I have no right to bring the ways of the world to bring the world into the house of God. I'm not only talking about building or your congregation, but I'm also talking about our own lives. You are the house of God. You have no right to bring world into the house of God. Now listen to this. From A.W. Tozer's quotes. A.W. Tozer was a great man of God, a prophet of God, who foresaw things that would happen in the church. And he told so many things. Let me read something from his quotes. When the church has become a ground for entertainment, we need revival. When the church has become a ground for entertainment, we need revival. When a music minister competes and compares himself with secular musicians, 
we need revival at a time when the altar of god is used for comedy we need revival when motivational speaking has replaced biblical preaching we need revival so many motivational preaching today positive preaching today no biblical preaching when you cannot differentiate between the daughter of zion and a harlot we need revival when special effects have replaced the beauty of god's glory some churches have so many special effects no glory of god we need revival when sexual sin is referred as weakness and the grace of god is taken for granted we need revival when prophets prophesy using demon powers or they prophesy for their livelihood we need revival the congregation is in such a pathetic state today they can't even recognize or differentiate who is prophesying with the help of evil spirit as long as he prophesies a blessing over them they are very happy they don't know by which power he is prophesying when church does not know the difference between witchcraft spirit and the holy spirit we need revival i heard about a country i'm not going to name the country where a lady preacher went into a big church and she was given chance to minister there and she ministered there and some signs took place healings took place and people thought what a great lady she prophesied and there would be oil coming out of her hand and she would pray for people and they said what a great woman of god a prophetess of god and because this big church approved it so all other churches opened doors for her and this lady went in circle to all other churches to different different cities and preached in many different places for few months after going in a circuit into all the churches and preaching everywhere finally she said these people have failed to recognize i am a witch all the pastors they didn't know where to hide <laughs> they had to put down their face in shame no discernment tell me once again when the church does not know the difference between witchcraft spirit and the holy spirit we need revival when filling seats in church has become priority than raising disciples of jesus we need revival when pastors are much concerned about how much money members give than how much members truly love jesus we need revival at a time when the word of god is scarce fire on the altar is going out priests have become blind intercessors are sleeping and holiness is no longer our standard we need revival we need revival not a program not another jamboree what is the meaning of jamboree another carousel merry making meeting noisy meeting excitement meeting oh we go to this meeting we just laugh and we get excited holy whoo we don't need all that we don't need another movement we need the lord himself to come and restore us once again shout and say revive us o oh lord have mercy upon us o oh lord we need true repentance along with a changed life we need true repentance along with changed lives 
Today people repent, they come to the altar, but lives are not changed. Because we are tired of seeing people talking in tongues, talking in tongues, and they are not Christ-like. I know people, they say, we speak in tongues four hours. Somebody says, we speak in tongues two hours. But no Christ-likeness in their lives at all. We are tired of seeing such people. We want to see holiness again and a genuine outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We need holiness of God once again. We need to see genuine outpouring of the Holy Spirit once again. We want to hear the same voice that was heard in the valley, the rattling of the dry bones. We want to experience the same breath that came on those dry bones and the valley of the dry bones became the army of the living God. Everybody lift up your voice and say, we want revival. Lord, have mercy on us. Today, lift up your eyes and see in our Christian circle from where to where Christianity has fallen. No holiness, no righteousness. Nobody preaches on righteousness. Nobody preaches on holiness. All that you hear is, oh, Jesus is a problem solver. All that you hear is a prophecy. Go to this meeting, you'll get anointing. Go to this meeting, you'll get blessings. No change of lives. No true repentance. We need the fire of God once again to burn all the self that is in us. We need God's fresh touch once again. When I was writing down all these things, the moment I wrote this, I was under such conviction. I went into the room, closed the door. One hour I fell on my face before God and I was weeping, weeping before God saying, God have mercy on us. It's time that you cleanse our churches, Lord. Purify our hearts, Lord. Let your fire come upon us, O Lord. Visit us again, O God. Revive your works, Lord. In the multitude of your mercies. Lord, please come to us, Lord. Enough of false, enough of fake, enough of all acting and hypocrisy. In the name of God, in the name of religion. Enough of all ministries in the name of Christ. And there's no truth in them. It's only money making or it's only drama or it's only just a style. God is not there. Last week when I was preaching in the conference, afterwards... A pastor comes there praying, Lord, it's enough. I have lived a lifestyle of drama. I've been only acting, Lord. I am not true. Have mercy on me. Last Sunday, a pastor went to his congregation and he said, Church, I want to confess. All these years, I have been only loving money. I've been interested in money. I've been serving only for money. Today, I repent. He confessed in front of the congregation. Another pastor, first time, went to the hospital and prayed for his church member with tears in his eyes. He says, first time I'm weeping for somebody. What we really need is not more preaching, not more crusades, not more meetings, not more television evangelists. What we need today is a fresh touch of God. What we really need is a fresh touch of God. We need the fire of God. today. We need revival. I want to ask you something. Many times we had altar calls at the end of the service. Today, can we have altar call in the middle of the service? Answer me. How many of you desire revival? Lift up your hand. Revival in your own life. Revival in your family, your wife and children. Oh, must be on fire for God. Come on, how many of you want God's touch on your homes, on your families? How many of you want revival in churches? I pray, Lord, let there be several pastors who will be touched by you. Let there be several churches which will have the mighty outpouring of your Holy Spirit, Lord. God, come to your people again. Otherwise, this generation will perish. 
Because this generation has embraced falsehood and false knowledge. The spirit of God that is going to rise in these last days is the spirit of the knowledge of God which will directly encounter the spirit of false knowledge in the churches. There is so much of false knowledge, false hype, hypocrisy. God is preparing some people in the wilderness. Very soon there will be voice in the wilderness saying prepare the way of the Lord. God is preparing his people. Maybe that's why you are coming here. That's why God brought you here today. So that he will touch you. God is preparing his people. There is so much false everywhere. False knowledge, false prophets, false preachers, false word. Only thing they have the form of God, godliness. That's all. And they talk some nice blessings. But inside they are corrupt. There is no truth in them. Can you come to the altar for two reasons today? One reason is saying, touch me, Lord. Pour out your spirit upon me, Lord. And secondly, Lord, touch your people all over the world. We are like sheep. We have gone astray, Lord. If you don't touch, this generation will perish, oh God. If you don't touch, then this generation will not see revival. We have heard about God's great servants in 1960s, 1950s, 1970s. But in 2000, we have not heard about any servant of God who has encountered the glory of God, who walks with God and talks with God, who has the fire of God in him. We have not heard about churches where there is a revival like Azusa Street revival, like Wales revival. If God doesn't do something in these days, this generation will be washed out. And the next generation will not get anything will be valley of dry bones. The greatest need today is that God will come to his church in his mercy. Not because we are righteous, not because we are praying, not because we are preaching something, no Lord. But in your great grace and mercy come to us, O God. Forgive our sins, Lord. We are not that good, we are also equally worst. Lord, today come to us, Lord. You know, when will revival come? When the church comes to the altar, falls on her face and weeps before God. <laughs> when there are wet eyes and tears at the altar, Sunday after Sunday, revival will come in this land. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray, seek my face, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. God said it. All he needs is his people who will turn to him and who will pray and will seek his face. You may not become a big preacher. You may not become a great pastor. But you can become a person who will weep at the altar. And say, God said revival, O oh Lord. Nobody may know about you, but heaven will recognize you. You may not have great ministry, but you'll have the smile of God on your life. What we need is God once again to invade his people. Once again to come into his church. I want to ask you how many of your hearts are stirred up today. How many of you feel in your heart, oh God, have mercy. <laughs> oh, thank you people. Such people stand up quickly. Such people first walk to the altar. Oh God, oh God, oh God, have mercy. Oh Lord, oh Lord. Brother, God has chosen you. Sister, God has chosen you. For this revival, we hear about one preacher here, one preacher there, great man of God, great woman of God. But we want God's visitation. 
Don't go from here without weeping at the altar. Young or old, Jesus said, don't weep for me, but weep for your sake and your children. This generation will be lost. Our children will be lost. If God doesn't come through in this generation. We have been only looking at ourselves, our problems, our difficulties. Complaining about church, complaining about people. Nobody comes to my house, nobody visits me, nobody talks to me. We are only talking about our own self-pity. But we are not seeing the need of God. Everybody, can we lift up our voice with one accord? Jesus, have mercy. <laughs> Lord, have mercy, Lord. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on your people. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on my family. Have mercy on your church all over the world. Have mercy on preachers and pastors. Let your fire come. Pour out your Holy Spirit, Lord. Pour out your Holy Spirit, Lord. Let there be revival, O oh God. Let there be revival, O oh Lord. We heard about revival in Azusa Street. We heard about revival in Wales. We heard about Scotland revival. We heard about revival in Korea. We want revival in India. We want revival in India, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I believe you are touching everybody afresh today. You are touching people afresh. People are receiving your touch today, Lord. Hallelujah. You are touching your people, oh God. Oh, don't stop. Go ahead. It is the Holy Spirit making you cry. <laughs> touch, touch your people, Lord. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Everything will change in your life. Everything will change. Everything will change. Tell the Lord, Lord, all I need is you. I need a fresh touch of yours. I need fresh fire, Lord. Purify my heart. Give me spirit of truth. Let there be truth in my life. Let there be mercy in my life. Lord, I want to see revival in my days. I will not end this earthly journey without seeing revival. I won't come home without seeing revival. I want revival in my days. I want to see your visitation. I want to see your glory. I want to experience your fire in my spirit, soul and body. I want to be possessed by God fully. Lord have mercy on me. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The purpose of God is important. We may desire many things, we may have a lot of ambitions. But the purpose of God is important. The plan of God is important. Everything will go in this world. You may make billions of rupees you will leave it and go the purpose of God the purpose of God is important when you finish this earthly journey you should say yes I fought a good fight of faith I finished my course I'm reaching the goal I fulfill God's purpose Lord send these people with your blessings send them with your great grace Lord my prayer is breathe upon everyone the breath of life Breathe, breathe, breathe upon everyone. The breath of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Amen, Amen, Amen. Get up and gently go back to your places. Oh, God has touched many people. Get ready, fire of God is about to come. At this time, can I tell you all something? Will you please listen to this carefully? You know, brother John Osteen, used by God very mightily with healing, miracles, infilling of the Holy Spirit. In those days, they had church of 8,000 members. Vibrant church, a tongue-talking church with miracles. So many people would ask, how did you get this breakthrough? Because all the churches those days were 200, 300. These people suddenly experienced the move of God. So how did you all do it? Brother John Osteen said, we all as a church stood together, fought together, we pressed on, we pressed on, pressed on together, we pushed together, exercised our faith together, wrestled together, we prayed together, we stood, we stood, we didn't give up, we went on, we went on as a church, finally we pushed through and got our breakthrough. The purpose was birthed. How a woman pushes the baby. The doctor says, give a push, final push, and the baby comes out. So John Osteen says, we as a church pushed, 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 prayed with faith, and we all fought and prayed and had faith, and we pushed, and we got this. Of course, he said, God helped us. It was the grace of God. God helped us to do it. So I want to tell Rays of Love Church today, it is not about the training center. It is not about completing the project. It is not about all that. It is all about birthing the purposes of God. God has kept something very special for rays of love, which God is going to birth only when we start praying. By prayer, by prayer, it will birth in prayer. We should pray, we should pray together, we should pray individually, we should pray as families, we should exercise our faith, we should fight. And grace of God is there. And God will birth. We are about to birth something that God has purposed. It is not about the training center. It is not about we need finance. No, no, they are all small things. When the birthing takes place, a lot of things, all this will happen. We are only looking at, oh, this project has to be done. This financial breakthrough has to come. The training has to start. That's very, very small. How many of you agree with me? And how many of you will stand together? We'll all stand together and we'll say, yes, we'll birth the purpose. We'll push, we'll push, we'll pray together. Individually pray. In your house as a family, pray. Sundays we'll gather together and pray. Why don't we do it? What is the point in just same regular service? Come, pray, preach, meet people, go. No, no. God will birth this purpose. And then we will all say, yeah, we, as a church we prayed, we fasted, we pushed through, we fought together and God gave us so much grace after grace and it happened. And nobody will take the glory. No one man show, nothing. God gets the glory. And after some time, people would tell John Osteen, Oh, can you send us $5,000? Can you send us $10,000? We want help. We are doing something. Then John Osteen would say, No, we all got together. We pushed through. We prayed. We fought. And we got it. You also pray. You also fight. You also fast. You see God. You will get through. Amen. Let God do it here. Let God use to pioneer. It may take two weeks, three weeks, ten weeks, one year. No problem. Feel like saying that again. We are about to birth the purpose of God. That's one of very great mercies. Big mercy this is. We are not birthing a new ministry. No, no. We are birthing the purpose of God. (laughs) 
let me quickly give you the second point what should be preached in the churches these days what should be taught the message in the church not just healing miracles blessings no no we believe in wholesome food balanced diet so even in church you just can't keep talking about power 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 miracles miracles no no we should give a full range of study message so i'll give seven points point number 1 in every church the message should be about the character of jesus and the teachings of the lord jesus christ we should talk about the character of jesus person of jesus and the teachings of jesus christ in lot of churches teachings of jesus are not there if we start doing teachings of jesus on all different subjects jesus taught on 200 topics so 200 sundays we need four years almost <laughs> on so many topics we need one year only to do matthew 5 6 and 7 sermon on the mount teachings of jesus it is a false teaching and from the pit of the hell which teaches saying we don't need to learn anything that jesus taught us before the cross all that jesus taught before the cross is not for us only what he taught after the cross that is what we need that teaching is devilish we need the teachings of jesus christ the teachings of jesus christ mahatma gandhi said is the way of life it's the way of life and at the same time we need to know about the death of jesus cross we need to learn about the resurrection of jesus and we need to know and learn about the second coming of jesus the church must teach about the death of jesus the resurrection of jesus and the church must teach about the second coming of jesus paul says the lord is going to come and give to all of us crown of righteousness to all those who love his appearing do you love his appearing do you love his return is your heart burning for his return is your heart on fire for his return oh come soon jesus are you looking forward for his return cross resurrection and the return of jesus teachings of jesus character of jesus all this is first point point number 2 repentance the church must talk on repentance turning to god turn to god make people turn to god repentance means turn to god in every circumstances turn to god turn to god it's the spirit of first love true prophets will always make people turn to god if any prophet's ministry is not making people turn to jesus and love jesus then something is wrong point number 3 every church must teach about passion for souls missions passion for souls you must be a soul winner raise up love church don't be a sit church be a go church go tell people about jesus bring them to jesus it's okay if you don't bring them to church but bring them to jesus <laughs> afterwards lead them to church or any other put them to into any other church but bring people to christ fourth every church must teach on hell and judgment these days you don't hear any preacher talking about god's judgment they don't talk about hell just like children no don't eat karela they want sweet mutton chicken no karela so church doesn't want to hear message on hell and judgment i heard about a preacher several years back they called him to preach in a meeting for two evenings and he was to talk about hell and judgment two evenings he preached on hell in such a way that people could smell sulfur in the air 
people could smell sulfur in the air and second day they were just waiting when the message will get over the moment message got over the whole crowd ran for the altar call and wept and got saved jesus said don't fear him who has power to destroy your body but fear him who after he has destroyed your body has power to put you in hell fire fear god so fear of god has to be preached hell and judgment has to be preached one day we'll preach about hell the worms don't die i will pray that lord our preaching should be so real you should sense as if some worms are coming under your feet and you should pick up your feet oh do you know worms are so obedient even in hell god entrusted them with ministry they'll keep burn they'll keep on eating you worms don't die they have ministry in hell point number 5 we must preach eternity the church should always have messages on eternity our church should be eternity minded leonard ravenhill said lord stamp eternity on my eyeballs everything i do everything i say i say being eternity conscious he also said 5 minutes into eternity after you die 5 minutes into heaven most of you will be regretting saying oh i should have prayed more i should have read bible more <laughs> why did i waste my time with earthly things worldly things 5 minutes into eternity you will start regretting chef how much time i wasted this is real life what type of life i was leading therefore paul says set your affection on things above where christ is seated at the right hand of the father not on the things of this earth because your life is hid with christ in god so that when christ shall appear you shall also appear with him in glory all the time we need to have eternity on our mind think about eternity alexander the great just before his death he told his people i have conquered the whole world but when you bury me keep my palm open bury me with my open hand so that the whole world will know that in spite of conquering the whole world i am leaving this world empty handed i came empty handed i am going empty handed therefore don't love money love for money is the root of all evil don't be a lover of possession position material things no everything you have to leave and go you can't take anything sixth one the message in the church should also be a message about the church is the bride of christ you are the bride of christ you need to be beautiful inside for jesus every day pray lord make me beautiful for you make me beautiful inside for you lord you should be white inside you should be bright inside can i tell you something very beautiful for you you are the bride of jesus you are the bride of christ oh everybody this this morning i bless you i bless you you are the bride of christ you are beautiful bride of jesus you are the wife of god wife of the lamb point number 7 this has a b the church must be taught to endure persecution the church must be taught to endure persecution jesus said blessed are you when people trouble you for my sake when they persecute you because you belong to me great is your reward in heaven they persecuted the prophets also like this 
So because of Jesus, sometimes we'll go through persecution. That's the time. You can't lose your faith. You can't cry, where is God? Why he left me? You are a blessed person. That's the time. Rejoice. Oh, I'm suffering for Jesus. I'm suffering for the nature of Jesus. Some of you may not suffer from anti-Christian forces, but in your office, in your family, among your relatives, just because you are a believer, people keep teasing you. So rejoice. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for the nature of Jesus. Because you are forgiving, they will tease you. You are humble, they will tease you. You are kind, meek and lowly, they will tease you. Because you are having the nature of Jesus. So they will trouble you. So rejoice. And then B, last one, in the same seventh point. The church must be taught to endure suffering. Sometimes we all go through some or the other kind of suffering. Life is not a bed of roses always. Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver him out of them all. Everybody in their lifetime, once or the other, will go through bad times. Even all those who believe in good times, once or the other will go through bad times. Huh? Once or the other you'll go through difficult times. Sometimes sickness. Sometimes death of a loved one. Sometimes some trial. Financial crisis. Some health problems. Something or the other we will go through. That's the time you can't lose your faith. You need to believe saying, yes, God will deliver me. If he doesn't deliver me, praise the Lord. Let his will be done. Let him be glorified. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they said, if it is God's will, he will deliver us from this fire. But even if he doesn't deliver us, we will not bow to you, to your idol, O king. One young man came to me. He said, oh uncle, I lost faith in God because my father was very sick and he believed God for his healing. He was standing in faith and he was quoting scriptures. But nothing happened, uncle. He died. So I lost faith. I said, was your father believing till his death? He said, yes, uncle, he believed. I said, oh, praise the Lord. The Bible says, if you are faithful to death, you'll receive crown of life. I said, it's not about healing. It's about faithfulness. Listen, it's not about blessing. It's about faithfulness. It's not about success. It's about faithfulness. I said, your father was faithful to death. He received crown of life. Now in your crisis, your trouble is doubt. Now in this test, you be faithful to death. You also receive crown of life. So crisis will be different kind, but you must be faithful to death. Difficulties will come. Bible says this light affliction, which is just for a moment, will bring great reward of glory to us. So these are the seven things that the church must teach. We need to give our people a balanced diet, complete food. Amen. Oh, glory to Jesus. Clap your hands and praise the Lord. Say this after me, Lord Jesus, I want to grow in you. I want to mature. I need spiritual wisdom. I need spiritual understanding. I need full knowledge of your will, of your ways. I want to know you, Jesus. I want you to fill me with your fullness. Win inside me. Rule inside me. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen.